just can't imagine that MTV ever does more, more business than they did back then. You know, with all the reality, I can't imagine that they did. Can you? I don't know. I mean, you know, that was, it was so new and so different. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, they, they were riding on uh cable because cable television was fairly new too. Right. So, you know, they, they came out with a gimmick, if you want to call it a gimmick that, yeah. uh, you know, worked. Yeah. I mean, it, but, but after they switched, I mean, did they really have any, I mean, they had a few shows that were super, super popular. Uh, Jersey shore was pretty popular. Obviously Beavis and butthead was popular, but that's about it. Really? Well, I think Beavis and butthead carried the channel there for quite a while. Yeah. At the, at the end of the music run. Yeah. Cause man, I'll tell you what, I, I never missed the episode of Beavis. Dude. There's a Beavis and Butthead channel on Pluto TV. Oh, is there? I watch it all the fucking time. (laughs) Whenever I get bored and I just can't find anything to watch, I just flip on Pluto TV and go right to the Beavis and Butthead channel. Dude, I I still watch them. And Mike Judge was a fucking genius. Yeah, he was. Fucking genius. Except for in his own business. Because he got fucked hard on Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, well, but they didn't think he didn't think it was going to be a hit. Yeah, that was the thing. He he signed his rights away and all that, and he didn't make it very good as far as like his compensation mm-hmm. because he just he really thought it was just going to be a fluke, right? And he didn't realize it was going to be as big as it became. Yeah, and he got lucky that King of the Hill was was big. Yeah, because I I guarantee he didn't make that same mistake no. twice. I mean, obviously he was able to land King of the Hill with a major network. Uh, due to the strength of Beavis and Butthead, yeah. But even even the uh, the second run of Beavis when he came back for one season, yeah. Uh, what was that? Two thousand ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Those were still good. Yeah, they were good. The only difference was nobody knew the songs that he was doing. <laughs> nobody knew the songs to get the jokes. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I own the entire Beavis and Butthead collection. I bought right. I bought the whole box set thing. You have it with or without the music? Uh, well, they have a separate DVD with the music videos only. Okay. So so they're not incorporated into the uh, episodes, but they they have them separate on a separate disc. Okay, that's that's good to have. Yeah, but you can't find that stuff anywhere. But the commentary is just amazing. It's always funny. I mean, just just sitting there. The, what I try and I, and I've seen some of the documentaries on the making of Beavis and they, they talked to that. What was her name? Turkle or something. She mm-hmm. was like the production lady. And of right. course they talked to Mike judge and stuff. And just the thought that they had to sit there and watch those music videos and come up with funny lines. Oh yeah. You know, just, just think about that. This is your job. Okay. I get up in the morning. I go to the studio or whatever they did this. And you have to sit there and watch music videos and come up with funny lines about it. Right. And you write it. And then Mike Judge, because he voiced both Beavis and Butthead and Mr. Uh, uh, Van Dreesen and, you know, everybody. Basically, he voiced everybody. Right. He has to go into the the, uh, vocal booth 
and read these lines right and make it funny mm-hmm. i mean can you imagine the process to go through that they had to go through to not only sketch the cartoon mm-hmm. but he had to go in there and they had to write a whole script yeah and then he had to voice both beavis and butthead and then edit it together and then match it up with the cartoon Right. And, I, and it all had to be hand drawn. That's too, that, it? yeah, it did. But but think about that the the process that they went through to put out those cartoons. That's just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. And then to get no money on the back end of it, that had to suck. <laughs> so I watched those. You know, not just for the the ha ha, but at the brilliance of what it took to put those things together. Just think when Beavis and Butthead was at the top of its game five years in or whatever, and this guy was getting a check for probably 500 bucks. <laughs> he was probably like, what in the fuck? Yeah. You know, and then he kept doing it. Well, because he was under contract. He was under contract. I had to quit anyway. Fuck you. What are you going to do? Sue me? <laughs> for those $500 that you're fucking paying me? Yeah. Keep. Fuck you. <laughs> Get someone else to draw it, yeah. voice it. But I remember because I was, I was, uh, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time who just did not get the whole Beavis thing. Oh yeah. And I would, it came on on Friday nights. I, I think it came on at like ten o'clock, the the new episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, of course, I was just like ten o'clock. It's Beavis and Butthead. I got to watch this on a Friday night. Right. Sure. And I, and I'm sitting there watching it. And there was this one episode that I will never forget as long as I live because it was a word that never got uttered on television. And it was okay. the first time I ever heard it on television. Okay. Beavis and Butthead were watching some video and it had cheerleaders in it. Okay. And they were doing their cheers and they were doing their goofy commentary about this video. Okay. It's probably the Tony Basil video. I don't remember what it was. And some girl did a cartwheel and Beavis goes, whoa, I think I saw her taint. (laughs) I lost it. (laughs) Now, you got to remember, this was like 1993, 94. I have never in my life heard anyone say taint on TV. (laughs) That's hilarious. I think I saw her taint. And then your chick was like, what is so funny? Oh, I don't find that, that funny at all. Yeah, she she was just like, I'm going to bed. No, she, that's not what she said. She said, I'm going to bed. Exactly. I don't get this. <laughs> you got to do the breath. Gotta, yeah, you got to show your disgust and your disdain. I'm promising that you're getting that breath, too, every time with that. Oh, you're going to go watch that show again? (laughs) Right? Yes. Can I sit in here with you? You know, that's the other one. Can I sit in here with you? Is it almost over? (laughs) Oh, it's only half. (sighs) All right. Then I'll stay till the end. Like she's doing you some big fucking favor. Yeah. It's like, no, don't, don't stay till the end. Go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Go finger your bean and get out of here. 
Oh my god, I, I sat there just laughing my fucking ass off. And she, I just don't understand what's so funny. There's just nothing funny about this. Yeah, well then, then don't understand it. Leave. Go somewhere else. Don't we have another TV in this place? Go watch that one. That, that That's always how... Georgetta was the same way with me with Beavis and Butthead. She just was always like, this isn't funny at all. I don't know what you're laughing at. This isn't funny. It's just stupid. <laughs> <And> that, well, <laughs> that, no shit. That's exactly the line. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. I was like, yeah, no kidding. That's what it's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be stupid. But chicks never seem to get any of that stuff. They yeah. don't get like... And, and this is a... I'm making a generalization because I know immediately I'm going to get some chick in the chat room. Just go, I love that stuff. Yeah. But oh, the overwhelming majority of chicks, especially in that era, they didn't understand any of the stupid comedy. You'd go to the movies and you'd see police Academy <laughs> or airplane or, you know, what was the one with Leslie Nielsen? Naked gun, naked gun. Yeah. You'll see those and, and they're stupid as hell. They're just dumb movies, but they're hilarious. Yeah, it's just mindless yeah. humor. Yeah, and, and I can remember numerous times coming out of theater and getting the, we spent $10 a ticket to see that mindless junk. Yeah, it's funny. Yes, that's exactly why we went, because it's mindless. Because it takes my mind off my shitty job that I'm doing. Right counting screws in a factory or whatever the <laughs> fuck I was doing at that point right. in my life. You know, so yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's dumb. Yeah. It's paid for by two hours of work that I'd spent counting picture frames. So just shut up and let me enjoy my, my two minutes of stupid before you take me into the heartfelt reality of the next notebook movie. Just go away with your, with your, <laughs> Fucking ignorance. Did you go see Beavis and Butthead do America? In the theater? Yes. No, I did not. I did. I was, I, I, I was, it was a, fun. Oh, dude. I was in broadcasting school at the time. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten to know, you know, a couple of three guys that we were all very like-minded. Yeah. And we made a concerted effort to go to opening night to go see Beavis and Butthead to America. Sure. And and right about the same time, Howard Stern uh, Private Parts came out right okay. at the same time frame, and we all went to see that, too. Right. So, you know, it was the whole guys' night out thing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I had to, I told her, you know, hey, me and Marty and, and um, uh, Doug, Doug, Marty, and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. We're going to go see uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. I can't believe you're going to go see that stupid movie. Are you sure it's just you and those guys? <sighs> yeah, no, it's also my, my, my side piece of pussy. I'm going <laughs> to fuck her in the theater. <laughs> Are you sure it's just you and those guys? Mm. Uh. All right, I'm going to tell you a story on, on, on Howard Stern's private parts movie. All right. Now, as you're aware, I've told the story before about about the um, the ex cutting up the the videotapes because of the Howard Stern um, but Bongo Fiesta. Oh, tape. I have that right here. I have one too. Now, one of our fans who I forget who said I think it was Temporal back in the day sent me that because I told the story about her cutting up my copy of but Bongo Fiesta. Right. 
because she hated Howard Stern. Of course. Howard Stern was, well, he was the devil. He was enemy number one. Yeah. And she hated that I listened to him every single day. And she was, con- dude, she, and this is where I was such a pussy whipped fag. I should have got out way before I did. She hated Stern to the point that I, before I would come in the house, would change the radio station <laughs> off of 98.5 so that if she ever went in my car, she wouldn't think that I was listening to Howard Stern when I was going to work. Right. This is how much of a pussy whipped fag I was. <laughs> so I had decided that I was going to go see private parts, Howard Stern private parts yeah. in the theater. So I go, I go, I, I literally go to work and used vacation time for half a day. <laughs> Didn't tell her just used vacation time to get out at half a day so I could go see it on the right time and still be home at the right time. <laughs> Cause I didn't want her to have any idea uh, that I was seeing this fucking movie. Right? right. Right. So I go see the movie. It was what it was. I, I honestly did not think it was incredible. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun, but it wasn't Howard built it up way bigger than it was. Which I, I think you'd probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I own it, and I went and saw it at the I, theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, it was a decent movie. But the key, again, to remember is that I was trying to keep keep it secret that I went. So I, I'm pulling out of the, the movie theater, and I get stopped by a cop because ah. I did stop at a stop sign. <laughs> And I get a ticket for running a stop sign. Okay. And it says right on the ticket, because there wasn't a street name, it was the the stop sign in the parking lot of the of the movie theater. Yeah. So it said, whatever it was, Regal Cinema Parking Lot <laughs> on the ticket. And so I come home with this ticket and, you know, back at that point, there was no way for me to hide a hundred dollar ticket right there was just no way i could hide a you know hundred bucks was the difference between paying the rent or or not at that point so there was no hiding it but i tried to hide it anyway and i was such a fucking knob (laughs) i come in and i'm guilty as fuck and she's like what's going on what's and i'm like nothing nothing's going on nothing's going on i tried to hide the ticket in my garbage can (laughs) She wouldn't go into the garbage can to find the fucking ticket. (laughs) And I threw in there the ticket that I got from the policeman and the ticket that I forgot to throw out of my pocket for Howard Stern's fucking private. Oh boy. And sure as shit. I I was two hours later. She comes to me with both of them. You went and saw that movie after I told you not. I told you. I told you not. Yeah. And it led into this big fucking fight. And it was a big, stupid fight. We literally fought and probably didn't speak to each other for like three or four days mm. over going and seeing a 90-minute movie. Not not mad about the ticket. All she was mad about that, too. Mostly mad that I would dare spend the family money. <laughs> and that, that, that was what I heard. I, I spent the family the money. The family money family money on Howard Stern's private parts. Right. 
you know, all ten dollars or whatever it was. But what a fucking fiasco! Now, how did I not think at that point? Well, I should stay for this. <laughs> this, this is wonderful. This is marital bliss. Yeah. Like Jesus, I can't go see a fucking movie without being mommed. Nope. Ugh. Well, you know, you know what that reminds me of. Being my mother was a very religious woman. Yeah. Her 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 answer to that, if you were to tell her that tale, yeah, she would throw this one at you. Be sure your sins will find you out. <laughs> <laughs> Did I have kids with her? Yes, Mike Metal Mike three. Had three kids with her. And one, of, and one of them is named Mike. Yeah, one of them is named Mike. Yeah. You know, they run my business. Now, basically. <laughs> yeah. So so my chick at the time. Yeah. The argument in the morning, it wasn't an argument, but just uh, you know, uh getting up in the morning to go to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh she would have the radio on and you know, I would get up and I want you know, Howard Stern would be on and I want to listen to Lanigan. Oh, how did you not divorce her or, or throw her out on the spot? <laughs> well, we were Lanigan. Yeah. Howard's not funny. Lanigan and Malone are funny. Oh my God. Lanigan and Malone. What was their signature bit? What was that? What was that bit? I, I don't know, dude. Cause I, I didn't listen to Lanigan and Malone. I listened to Howard Stern. Lanigan. Oh God. He's so much more funny than Stern. Oh. <laughs> what did you say to that? It's just like you you just don't get it. Did you just tell her you're an idiot? <laughs> well, needless to say, we, we parted company not long after that. Yeah, I'd imagine. She's so you had to listen I mean, how long was this was this going on in the in the in the house every morning like 30 minutes yeah well you know basically she got up before me because it takes chicks forever to get ready right and she had to be to work by eight and i had to be at work by eight but you know i could get up and get in a shower and get cleaned up and get ready to go like within 30 to 40 minutes now and- did she spend time trying to convince you no, she's, no, she didn't uh, try to convince me, but, but, but because she was up before me, yeah. the radio was already on. Of course. But she never, she never came to you laughing and said, oh my God, did you hear that joke that Lanigan just told Malone? No, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. But you know, like if we were in the car together on a morning for some reason, right? it would be, uh, um, uh, you know, a discussion as to what, what station we could listen to if I was going to get to hear Stern or if she was going to get to hear Lanigan. Oh, God. Well, that's not as bad as what I was dealing with at the end. <laughs> at the end, any time I rode with her, it was fucking straight to 95.5 The Fish. <laughs> it's fucking religion. The, re- the religious rock channel. I'm We're driving down the whole... Dude, it, it was so bad that I knew the names of the artists and the songs. Uh I'm I'm riding around in the car singing Mercy Me. I can only imagine if my heart is really true. Loving you, Lord. It's like, ugh. Fuck is wrong with me? Sitting here listening to that in jars of clay. <laughs> Petra. Uh, Petra. No, Petra would have been way too heavy for that. <laughs> Little Carrie Underwood. Jesus, take the wheel. 
<laughs> oh my god. Just terrible. I was such a pussy whipped bitch. I really especially those last few years. What a bitch. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for myself. Uh, I'm embarrassed of the memories of myself. I'm usually not that way. I usually don't give a fuck about anything I ever did. I look at those last, oh, I don't know, 23 years, and I'm just like, what a fag. <laughs> what a sorry piece of shit. Oh, man. Dude, and it's so funny. People are throwing in stuff like Striper. I'll tell you a Striper story. <laughs> that was my method that I was trying to use to get her into heavier music so that I could go back to listening to the music I wanted to listen to was I would pull out like striper and I'd be like, well, this is religious. This is religious. And there was a point cause striper had enough of those soft songs that were sort of, you know, between ballad and Bon Jovi, you know, in the early parts of their career, calling, calling to you and stuff like that, you know, that I could play that stuff. But me being the stupid douche that I am, I would always take it to the upteenth level and just wreck it. Right. I would, when I would find, like, I remember I had her going and I was starting to listen to some striper and stuff in the house and it was okay. And then all of a sudden I pulled out mortification, <laughs> a death metal band that did Christian music. And it was like, she was like, what is this? This, there's nothing religious about that. I was like, no, no, read the lyrics. It's, it's I don't care. It's, it's based on the devil. Right. It's Everything's the devil. The devil. It's based on the devil. Everything's the devil. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll go back to my striper fallen song. Right. <laughs> Honestly. Total bitch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, just well. just those just those kind of disruptions in my life that those were always game changers. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Should have been immediately i mean it when when things like that cropped up i wasn't willing to stand and fight it was just like yep this is over i'm done i should have been more like that i really should have been and instead it was just i don't know it was especially one you know now the difference was you didn't have kids yeah that is true walking away from the kids was a real fucking well yeah of course as it It should be it was the it was the hardest Heart, because believe me, there were definitely times I wanted to. There were times she wanted to. There was times she did. She she left for two months. You know, we we did break up sort of during the marriage for two months, and I was such a fucking brainiac <laughs> that I that I was like, you know what, we need to fix things. More kids, right? And then and and that's how we ended up having my sons was bait because I convinced her to come back to have more kids. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, dude, the things, the things, the things learn. we do for love. Oh, the things <laughs> we do for love. The stupid things we do for <laughs> like love. Like walking in the rain and the snow and there's no place to go. And <laughs> pull that song up. Now I want to hear it. The things we do for love. Oh, you know. Uh, the things we do for love. Um, yeah. Who does sing that? Tina arena. No, no. Uh, this would be 10 CCs. NCC. That's right. Yeah. Isn't that song about a load? 
Isn't that their, the name of their band is about a load? Isn't it? 10 cc's? Well, 10 cum? cc's is, is the amount of uh, cum that, uh, an average amount of cum that a guy ejaculates, yes. Yeah, and that's what they named their band Yes, after, that's right? correct. Yeah. <laughs> they sang all these soft songs. Meanwhile, their band was named after Jizz. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Like walking in the rain and the snow when there's nowhere to go. When you're feeling like a part of you is dying and you're looking for the answer in her eyes. You think you're gonna break up, then she says she wants to make up. true you had me crawling up a wall and you, then you drive me up a wall <laughs> but i unfortunately the one falsehood about that song is that the chick is the one begging for it to come back it's almost always the dude it's almost always the dude begging to come back yeah 90 percent of the time Ugh. thank god i don't have to worry about that shit anymore <laughs> Ugh, just just imagine going back to that. Uh-uh. I, I, I just don't have it in me. I can't imagine carrying, a, you know, I, you know I, I joke around about, about my ex and whatever, but, you know, I did care about her. And, well, of course you did. You were there for 23 yeah, years. <laughs> you know, and, and, but, but I mean, and I still do in a, in a way, in a way. I mean, I wouldn't let her be homeless and I wouldn't let her die. Right. You know, necessarily. But I don't know that I could care about anybody to that level to put up with it anymore, including her. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I could care about any person that much anymore. I think, I think quite frankly, she took the, she took that piece of me with her when she fucking started banging the next dude, <laughs> you know, cause I, I can't fathom, I cannot fathom being in a relationship that close anymore you know the, the, you know i mean you 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 date different people more than i do do you have like a line that you kind of are like if i start feeling past this line i'm gonna fucking end it because i don't want to get there or? no i again with me it's like 
okay, I, I like you. I enjoy your company. I like doing things with you, going to shows. But the minute you start giving me a problem, yeah. you know, that, that now you're going to start negotiating or arguing with me or, or changing plans. Yeah. Let me, let me give you an example. All right. The last, the last one, which you mm-hmm. met. Yeah. Uh, for her birthday, I wanted to do something special for her birthday. Sure. She'd never been to Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. So I got us, uh, a, I got us flights to Las Vegas. I booked us at the Venetian, which is a very nice hotel. Sure. Got us this big suite. I mean, it wasn't just one of the run of the mill rooms. It was one of the nicer suites, you know, Okay. Sure. got that, you know, took care of this and that. Then, so I didn't have to drive to the airport and park the car and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I booked us a limo. Okay. That picked us up right here in my driveway. All she had to do was show up here with her suitcase and we would get in the limo, take us right up to the door at the airport, check in, get on the plane, fly to Vegas, go have a great time. Okay. Well, I travel light because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I traveled a lot in my life, so I don't drag a big bag with me. Right. Mm -hmm. But part of going through uh, go getting on a plane, especially if you do carry on, because I, I have a bag that I carry on and I can usually fit like three, three to four days worth of clothes and shit in there. Okay. Which is usually about the length of time that I travel is about three to four days. Yeah. Okay. And I can put it all in this one carry on. I can, because I don't need a lot of shit. Right. But as a, when you do a carry on, obviously you have to have all your toiletries and all that shit in a, in a, um, in a, a, little, a bag because you have to take it out mm-hmm. and you have to put it in a separate tray to run it through the, the screening process and all that crap. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So she shows up with a big bag that obviously is going to need to be checked. Okay. So all I said to her, we're standing in my garage. All I said to her was, hey, since you're checking a bag, can Mm -hmm. I put my toiletries in your bag so I don't have to dig it out going through the the security check? Mm -hmm. You would have thought that I asked her to to dump her bag out on the floor and repack (laughs) the whole thing. Meanwhile, she could have unzipped it halfway and you threw it in. Exactly. Right. But she made such a big deal out of me even, God forbid, asking to do that. (laughs) It was an amazing attitude shift. Right. I mean, I I never saw anything so quickly, just just such a quick, all she could have said is, I don't have room. Right. And been done with it and go, okay, whatever. But when I said, hey, can I throw my toiletries in your bag since you're going to check it anyway? Mm-hmm. You would have thought I would just ask her, leave your bag here. We're not taking it. <laughs> I mean, ser- seriously, that was the change in, in attitude that quick. So what did you end up doing? Well, I just left it in my bag. <laughs> but here's the thing, because the attitude was already there now. Mm-hmm. So this limo shows up. Right. Right. And I get in and I get into the back seat, the one that goes across the trunk area. 
Okay. And yeah. it's got the bench seat that runs all along the entire length of the limo. Yeah. Okay. She chooses to sit on the side when I sit in the back. <laughs> and I'm just like, why don't you come back here and sit next to me? No, I'm fine here. Oh. And that's how the that's how the trip to Vegas started. And then what? Was she grumpy on the plane? The too? whole time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The whole time. And I'm assuming you went first class. Yeah, of course. I mean, I did the whole thing. It was huh. her birthday. I, I tried to do something really nice. And then when she got off the plane, was she like, did you have to drink on the plane? No, it wasn't that. But but then we went to the, then we got picked up by the uh, shuttle because, uh, you know, I rented a car. Yeah. So the 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 car company that that I rented the car from, they had a shuttle and they shuttled us off the airport uh, grounds because they were on the outside of the airport. Okay. So we got into Las Vegas. I don't know. It might have been eleven o'clock at night. Right. And I went to you know pay for the car and everything. And and I've never had a problem renting a car ever. But right. for some reason, this this rental company, uh, they were having a problem accepting my debit card. They wanted a credit card and all this. But, you know, again, I never rented with this company before. Right. And, and I was just like, well, I don't have a credit card. I'm using this debit card. Uh, well, we need uh, three forms of ID and blah, blah, Ugh. blah. And I was just like, well, I don't have that. So she whips out her credit card and she goes, well, just put it on my card. And I said, okay, cool. Wait, she goes, <sighs> yeah. And I said, I said, cool. I said, I'll just reimburse you later. Yeah. Well, then we got in the car on mm -hmm. the way to the hotel. I get this whole lecture as what kind of an adult doesn't have a credit card? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. The kind that doesn't want to give up 24% of every purchase. And I said, I've never had issues renting a car before. I rent cars all the time. Yeah. You know, well, that's just ridiculous. Any adult, <laughs> any responsible adult would have a credit card. Well, she's one to talk about being a responsible adult. Well, again, this, this is the lecture I'm getting. Uh, right. You're just lucky that I had a credit card and we could rent this car. You know, yeah. are we? Yeah, couldn't have let, got the next get the next rental place and got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's not forget. I paid for the flights. I paid for the hotel. I paid for everything. Yeah. I didn't ask you to pay for the car. Yeah, I just dropped two or three thousand dollars to get your dumb ass. And yet here. you're going to sit there and lecture me because because the 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 you know the car rental company wanted three forms of ID because I didn't have three forms with me. Yeah, Jesus. Well, if it wasn't for me, oh shut up! If we, it wasn't for you, he stuffed three grand in his pocket. Instead, he wasted it on you, you whore. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So you know, needless to say, that that was like, okay, the the this 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 ain't it's happening. Happened. Right. But you stayed with her. For, well, not very much longer. It wasn't just a couple of more months, and that was it. Cause then, and then after that was the Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right? After that was the Pittsburgh thing. And I was like, I'm fucking done here. I'm with you there. What if, what if let's, let's, and this is a big, what if, because chicks generally find their way to fuck it up. But what if you got to a point where a chick proved that she wasn't batshit crazy? 
and everything just stayed smooth. Well, there had been that at the point. Yeah. Uh, But then it became, well, what are we doing here? It's been five years. Okay. But how did you, and and this is my question, because I I honestly think that's one of the reasons I will not get into anything at all is because I might get lured into that. How do you, how do you keep your own self from saying, well, this one might work? Because it's just like, because I'm skeptical. And when they start sizing up your living situation and trying to to shoehorn themselves into it, when you haven't even made that offer, yeah, that's when it's just like, you know what, this hasn't even been a point of conversation. And what it, what changed now? Everything was going along fine. It was smooth. Everything now what? Yeah. Well, I'm not getting any younger and I'm not this and I'm not that. And I need to know where things are going. Yeah. That's good. And it's because they have that different culture that they're raised in, but it's the whole going thing. What's going day by day. That's how it's going. Yeah. It's Cinderella culture. Yeah. That's what it is. Is they expect that they're going to be married. That's yeah. what they're saying. Oh, well, I'm not worthy of that. Well, see here, here's the thing. One one that you know of when mm-hmm. I still lived in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been married twice since. Right. Twice. Mm-hmm. Not once, twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, how'd, and that, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. And that's the whole thing. I, I know for me, I, I have a, a deep-seated, and, and I know it's it's... It's somewhat based in fact, but it's also just in not wanting to go through it again. Of uh, I have it in my head that, you know, I'm never going to get burned twice. I've just never, I, I will not allow myself to do that, which means I got to keep everything at a distance. And, you know, thank God I keep myself busy enough to where I'm done. Because if, if you, I mean, what a, one of the key reasons people get married, I believe, tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I believe that they get married out of boredom. You think so? I absolutely think so. I think that, I think that people, most people have such boring lives that they feel like they need to bring somebody else into their life to give them purpose. Mm, I they guess. They don't have enough they don't have enough going on in their own life. Well, there might be some truth to that because when I look at my personal circumstance and I, and I know what I do and I know what I'm capable of and know that there's more around the corner. I don't know what it is, but there's more around the corner. I I'm not one of these people go, well, I guess this is it. I guess this is where I settle down and this is where it's going to end. Yeah, you know, I I never had that mentality. It's just like, well, I guess this is this is as good as it gets. Yeah, but you know people that have. I do, absolutely. But yeah. but you know the thing is, is that I look. I even though I haven't seen her since uh, August of. Uh, let's see here, eighty five. See eighty four to eighty five, eighty five to eighty six, eighty six to eighty seven. Even though I have not seen her since August of, I guess it would be 87. Mm-hmm. No, it's August of 88. Even though I haven't seen my ex-wife, haven't had any contact with her 
uh, seen or heard from her since August of 88. Mm -hmm. I do know for a fact that she's been married and divorced three times since. Jesus. So she's been married four times. See, that just, that's just spooky. See, that that's the whole thing though. It's just like, so is that the answer to your, you know, end all be all situation in life? It's, oh, well, I'll marry this. Oh, well, that didn't work out. Oh, well, here's another one. I'll marry. And, and my question is, is what does this chick have that would cause four guys to marry her? Who knows? Who knows? Well, again, and that's why I'm saying that their lives are not fulfilled enough. You know, think about if, think about if in your own circumstance, if you went to work, hated your job, came home, repeat, and nothing else happened in your life. You didn't have the car that you want. You didn't have the home. You didn't have the life. You didn't have the show. You know, you were just a regular Joe, like most regular Joes that come in, do their job, come back. And you were, you were alone. You know, you were quote unquote alone and you didn't have a lot going on or things to do and the things that you have to do now, you might pick up a chick and marry her because it gives you value or it gives you purpose purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see the, the the way that I look at that, since you frame it like that, Mm -hmm. the way that I look at that is it's your fault. If you don't make more out of your life than just that, Well, I agree with you there. It's like you, you have every opportunity in the world to go out there and do something, Mm -hmm. whatever passion it is. Look at our good friend, Sammy Lee called in tonight. This guy, this guy is our age Mm -hmm. and he's out there traveling on the weekends and playing in front of, you know, a crowd for 30 minutes Yeah, because that's a passion he's had. And, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. I, I mentioned earlier that when I became first aware of him was 20 years ago. Right. And as far as long as I've known him, he's always dabbled in music. Mm -hmm, And obviously within the last three to four years, this whole red brain thing has become something that he and his bandmates have invested their time and money and, you know, sweat into because they think it's worth it. And it gives them some kind of purpose to to go out there and do that. Right. But. Maybe if the circumstances had happened to them 30 years ago, maybe they would be a, a a band name that, that, you know, got some notoriety. Right. You know, but again, if you work at the factory and you like to come home and drink your six pack at night and smack your old lady on the ass and live in your trailer and, you know, and that's the end all be all for you. Good, good for you. But that's just not how I chose to live. Right. And and that's the thing is I think a lot of people, that's why I was saying before about people get married out of boredom because they don't have, they either don't have the passion or the risk taking ability to take a chance at doing whatever it is that they want to do or, or they're, they just don't know how to do it. Probably. That's probably you what know, it is where, where, you know, me and you are both definitely alphas you know, in the sense that we'll, we'll take a shot at it. Sure. Why not? I've done a lot of things. Yeah. It's like demon put in the chat room. What's our passion, mine and yours. What, you know, I, I can speak for me. My passion is, is, is always to be, to do something better 
and it isn't necessarily a an individual thing. That's why I do so many things. You know, that's why I own multiple businesses. That's why I write books. That's why I do this the CMS every week. That's why I'm always trying to make the show bigger, the show better, the podcast bigger, the podcast better, the business bigger, the business better. You know, I'm always trying to improve. Improve. I'm always I'm always focused on that because if I know one thing and, and there's a reason to it, it's not just that I'm a workaholic, although that, that is a part of it. My biggest, 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 biggest problem I can ever have is when I've got free time, <laughs> when I have free time, look out Yeah. anytime, anytime in my life that I've ever had enough free time to just dick around and do nothing has been times that I've ended up arrested. Yeah. Those, those idle hands are the devil's workshop, my friend. They are for me because I, I definitely give me, give me an eight to five job and nothing else to do. And I promise you, I end up doing five to 10 <laughs> for something stupid for killing somebody or drunk driving somebody to death. Or, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just know it. I, I know it. Or a, a bar fight would probably be what it would be. Would be I'd get in a bar fight and kill somebody. Right. You know, that, that would probably be what it would be because I wouldn't have restraints. I wouldn't have reason to restrain from acting stupid. Yeah. You know, now it's like, I can't fucking get a DWI. I can't get fucking arrested. I own a kid's business for fuck's sake. Sure. I don't need that press, you know, be a good story for the show, but it wouldn't be a good story for the, for the <laughs> pinball PA. Right. You know, so there's. There's that kind of a thing for me. I need to stay busy, you know? So for me, and, and, and I like to achieve if I, if I have a passion, that's what my passion is. is I like to achieve. I like when people see my resume or whatever, and they're like, holy fuck, you do all that yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's fun. I, I love that, man. That, that, that always makes me happy when people say that shit. You. What, what is your passion? Per well, se? my passion is freedom. Mm -hmm. That's what my passion is. My passion is the freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do it. If I want right. to lay in bed all day, there's nobody going, are you going to lay in that bed all day? Right. I don't have to justify what I'm doing to anyone. Right. That's my passion. Mm -hmm. But if I want to come up here in the studio and fuck around or try to make improvements or if I want to get in my car and take a long ride, or if I want to like today, you know, I, I like to go to the Quaker steak and lube. Mm -hmm. So I got up, I, I watched some documentaries today and some YouTube and shit like that, you know, cause it's Saturday and I'm just kind of right. blazing around. I go, you know what? I'm going to get up, shower, get cleaned up. I'm going to go to Quaker steak. I'm going to have a nice lunch. Yeah. You know, instead of where are you going? Are you spending money again? <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. This it's is like, time we could be spending together. Yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't deal with that. It, it just, yeah. just the thought of having to justify what I'm doing to anyone mm -hmm. is is just more than I can handle. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, the the last one was, you know, she she had a part time job at night on like a Monday. She like worked two nights a week at, at a local uh, cafe type thing. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I would be working on the show. I would be cutting the show up. If I didn't get it all done on Sunday, I would be working on mm-hmm. it on Monday and the phone call would come. She'd be on her way home from work. What are you doing? And I'm just like, well, I'm finishing up the show. Are you still working on that? Ugh. It's like, yeah, I am. And why do you care? You're not even here. You know, am I taking away from you? Shut up. Well, th- but that's the whole thing. It's just the whole questioning, mm-hmm. you know, question, question. Yeah. It's like you have to justify your existence yeah. to her. Uh, and, you know, and this was years ago, but there was a girl that I dated back in California mm-hmm. and I saw her, um, I ran into her, you know, like, I don't know, maybe trying to think here. I want to say it was like 2003 or so. Okay. Uh, I was out in California and I, and I, uh, met up with her cause I hadn't seen her in years. Right. And we were just, Hey, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? That kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing the show. It's a, are you still doing that show? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I'm still, it's, it's going real good. And this and that, and it got, how long do you think you're plan on doing that <laughs> forever? Yeah. And, and it's like, what? Well, don't you think that's just a little ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Sure do. <laughs> and it's like, if I ever listened to people like that in my life, yeah. I would have never achieved anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I find the show stuff funny when, when the chicks get in, get in my ass about the show. It's like, I'm not even hearing that anymore. <laughs> you know, I, that, that's not even, that's, that to me is an automatic go away. Now that is an automatic go away. If they give me any guff about the show, it's like, okay, you can leave. Now. That, and that's, that's probably what's kept me the way that I am. I mean, I've been yeah. doing this show for, you know, 24 years. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's what's kept me, uh, you know, uh, kept my sanity. It's because the minute I start catching guff about the show, right? That's the end of it, right there. You're done. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, go away. We're yeah. done here. Yeah, because this was in place before you came in the picture, and you're not changing anything. Yeah, and it's more than likely going to be in place after you go. Exactly. You know. Cause they all end up going. So to answer demons question, aside from my freedom, I love the show. Yeah, I go. love, I love what I do here. And I love the fact that I can do it every week and freely do it mm-hmm. without worrying or having to justify it or explain it. Right. Nobody, nobody aside from Chris can tell you about having to justify doing the show more than him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> the stories that I can tell on that are just I mean, just the two and three hour yelling sessions from three oh five until six in the morning about every stupid thing she didn't agree with that I said on the show. And the fucking the, the taping notes on the door when you were here to <laughs> dictate what an ass I was being and how we were being wrong and how dare we do that in her house. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. and I put up with that for a long time. That wasn't like short term. That was like for three or four years. Yeah. 
So she wore me down and I left the show for a bit. <laughs> I just couldn't take it anymore. Well, the only thing I can say is I'm glad I wasn't spending any of the family money. <laughs> well, it was a nightmare, dude. Oof. Definitely was a nightmare. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. I'm glad I woke up from that haze of awful. <laughs> but I caught that. I've caught that several times over, over the last couple of decades. It's do you have to do that show every Saturday? Right. Yeah, I do. That's what I do. Yeah. That's part of that. That's part of who you're dating. Deal with it or don't. And I'll never forget when I first started the show on WSTB mm-hmm. and, you know, it was new to me and, and, uh, you know, I was kind of making a little bit of a name for myself because I was doing something in the area that nobody was doing, playing this, you know, playing the music that, you know, commercial radio was no longer playing yeah. and uh, I made it an all request show. Right. The phone, there was only a single phone line in the WSTB and it was constantly ringing because people were calling up. Hey, man, could you play some black and blue? Hey, could you play some black Sabbath? Could you play, you know, yeah, whatever. White so, team, yeah, whatever. So I was fielding phone calls constantly. Mm-hmm. And my chick at the time, if she would call the station and the phone was busy, it's who are you talking to? I tried yeah. to get through for an hour. Yeah. It's because there was a hundred other people trying to get through. Yeah. The phone was constantly busy. Who are you talking to? Yeah. It was just one person that I talked to for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I caught that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And then, the, dude, I, I remember when, when you were doing the show and you were dating um, um, Tattooed Arms. Oh, Gina? Gina. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say her name or not. Well, but Nobody knows who she is, but when, go ahead. When you were dating Gina and she would come down to the show and then she would sit out in the, out in the lobby and pout because you weren't giving her attention. <laughs> That's true. She, she would come to the show. Yeah. She, the show was six hours. Yes. She would come in the studio for a little while. Yeah. For maybe an hour. And then she would sit on the couch and with her legs crossed, doing the foot wave with her arms crossed right. and pouting. Right. For five hours because you weren't giving her any attention. Right. And then probably, I don't know, because I left, but I would imagine that she was still pouting because you had to take another half hour to pack <laughs> up all your shit and leave. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure there it's is. Like this, I used this to is, watch this it. This is like, my gig. This is what I do. You're coming to my work. Yeah, exactly. But you're not getting paid for it, man. Yeah, that was the whole thing. It only, it only makes it legitimate if there's money involved. How long are you going to do that free thing you're doing? <laughs> Meanwhile, as I've, I've told that on the, on the show before, I, I went and turned all my shit into, into money paying gigs just so she'd shut up and it didn't stop anything. No, it's still, she still fucking hated that. I was out, you know, even when I was making it into paying bills, it was like, nope, you're still an asshole for doing that. Yeah. You know, how dare you go out to a show that you want to go see? How dare (laughs) you do that? Even though you get paid 
you know, even though you got paid a hundred bucks to go to that show, how dare you do that? Yeah. And it just got to the point at, at, at the end, at the end of that run where I was just throwing the money on the table. I was like, here, complain to the, complain to the bills. I, I literally said that to her one time. Just complain to the bills. Because yeah, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <sighs> what a nightmare. Yeah, I'll say. All right, let's take a short break and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. All right. All right. So since we're in this kind of mode and talk. The okay. best way to wrap this uh, segment up is let's play some Quiet Riot from the Metal Health release. All right. Love's a bitch. Baby. Here's some Kevin Dubrow exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Hi, this is Kevin Dubrow from Quiet Riot. You listen to the classic metal show. <laughs> 